Lebens. Walks like an animal, talks like an animal, must be an animal, come hear the animal, talking animal, talking animal. Well, good morning and welcome to Talking Animals. My name is Beverly. Duncan is away this week. He will be returning next week. And I'm very excited to tell you about today's guest. It's Heidi Acuna with the Mercy Full Projects. And we'll be talking to her in a couple of minutes. We're going to get to a little bit of animal tunes and a little bit of comedy. Then we'll dive into the animal, uh, excuse me, the Mercyful Project and what they're about. Um, I wanted to let you know that last week's interview with Ed Shearwood from the Tampa Bay Estuary Program will be available on WMNF.org, excuse me, WMNF.org's archives under Talking Animals under the Programming tab. And it should be up for quite a while. And uh, before that, uh, the week before, Duncan's interview with Jane Goodall will be there as well. And she's also available to listen to the complete interview on TalkingAnimals.net. Well, I wanted to play this uh, little bit of music and shout out to the Rhythm Revival guys. Here's to uh, Reverend Billy and Marvelous Marvin. Circus I went, didn't have a ticket, didn't have a cent. Circus man said to see the shore without a cent, you got to carry water for the elephant. Carried water for the elephant Back and forth to the well I went Arms got sore and my back got bent But I couldn't fill up the elephant I says to the man with a standing up collar Bet for a bit that elephants are hollering. He gave me a ticket, says, first you'll see the animals in the menagerie. First I saw a lion and the lion, he roared. <laughs> saw the wild duck and the wild duck quack. <laughs> saw the wild cat and the wild cat meowed. <laughs> saw the old crow and the old crow called. <laughs> Saw Mr. Possum sitting on a limb, 
big black bear sitting next to him saw the old monkey like in a zoo and a wild rooster says cock-a-doodle-doodle-doo Saw the hippopotamus splash in the water, trying to flirt with a crocodile daughter. Saw the giraffe and a big kangaroo, saw an owl holler, hoo, hoo, hoo. Saw the wild birds and the birds sing sweet, 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 sweet. Saw the wild dogs and the wild dogs bark, ow, ow, ow. Saw the cuckoo and the cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Saw the hyena and the hyena laugh, I went down to the circus tent, sure am doggone glad I went. Saw the whole show didn't cost a cent, cause I carried water for the elephant. She has a new hobby. She's really into special needs animals. I don't know if that's made its way out here, Provo. <laughs> if you don't know what special needs animals are, they're animals. Uh, they have special needs. <laughs> that is all. Uh, there, there's this one, Oscar the Blind Cat. It was a cat that was born without any eyes. And they have a like page on Facebook. And my wife goes on there every day and cries. <laughs> and that's what she does for fun. That's what she does for a good time. And it's weird, because I come home, and she's just on the computer. And, you know, me being a guy, I always think it's something I did. And then she goes, no. And then she turns the computer, and it's Oscar the blind cat. And she's like, look at Oscar. And he's adorable. He has no eyes. Just... And I'm like, oh. And then she goes, I want a special needs animal. I want one. I'm like, you don't ask for one. You get bestowed one. Because I don't know, what, what do you, you can't just go to the pound and be like, hey, what do you have in the back? Like, that's not how that works. I need like a three-legged dog or a cat with something. What do you have? You can't do that. That's why, we, you know, we got Jessica at the pound. That's where we got Jessica. And we didn't name her Jessica. They named her at the pound. And people always ask, like, why don't you change your name? Because that's wrong. You don't change someone's name. That's rude. Like, if you adopt a kid from another country, you, they, you can't just be like, yep, can't pronounce that. Your name's Jeff now. <laughs> That's rude. You learned that person's name. So I got a cat named Jessica. <laughs> Very much your fan. Uh, Jessica's overweight. She weighs uh, more than she should for a cat, uh, which sucks, because when people come over, no one blames the cat in that scenario. You know what I mean? No one comes over and goes, what happened here, sweetheart? A little heavy on the carbs? No, they look at you and they go, what'd you do to her? And that's not fair, because I try. We have the laser pointer. I got the stick with the feather. I'm always running around my house. Come on, sweetheart, let's get the cardio going. She's not that into it. We, my wife and I, we bought diet formula kibble. They make diet formula kibble and they have rules. Just one cup per day, because you're on a diet, Jessica. <laughs> We tried, but then at two in the morning, Jessica would come into our bedroom at night, climb onto our bed, and then stand on my head. 22 and a half pounds of her, you guys, on my skull. And she would come down into my ear and just go, Meh! 
I'm like, yeah, you're right, this diet is over. I had no idea that's how you felt about it. I apologize. I am getting up right now and cooking you some bacon. Let's get after it. That was Zoltan Kazas with Overweight Pet from Dry Bar Comedy. And ahead of that, we heard Leroy Carr carried water for the elephant. And that's my shout-out to the Rhythm Revival. Lifted that right out of their playlist, and they'll be on... Friday from 3 to 6, uh, if you want to hear more of that great old-time music and gospel and all kinds of great stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm joined in the studio with Haiti Akuna from the Mercy Full Project. And uh, good morning. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Rev. <laughs> good morning. Happy to be here and talking animals. Great to meet you. We've exchanged lots of emails and texts, and it's nice to see you in person. Yes, yeah, it's, nice. it's very nice to be here. I'd like sure. uh, if you want to start out by just giving the listeners an overview of what Mercyful is about, and then we'll get into some specifics. But uh, you, you have a lot of uh, of things that you do and a lot of aspirations to... Um, to the community, so yes, let's. Oh, and I'll take a, a quick moment to say we were not we will not be taking live calls this morning. But if you'd like to text the studio, you can reach us at eight one three four three three zero eight eight five or email to dj at wmnf, and I'll be checking the uh, email line periodically for questions and comments. And if you have any uh, animal related events. Uh, you can email us that as well. So good morning, Heidi. Uh, Heidi um, tell us about Merciful. All right, Webb. Well, thank you for having me. Um, Merciful Project is a nonprofit organization that I started back in 2019. I, my passion for animals goes beyond, like above and beyond everything i ever done. So this organization started because the need in our community. Mm-hmm. There's so many animals being misplaced, mistreated everywhere so it that's just the main reason how we started it i got the motivation to do it myself from my husband so thank you i always <laughs> have to mention that uh, merciful project is not only just the animal rescue we also do other things we like to help the community directly so we have a couple food pantries where people get food for their themselves but imagine if you're asking for food for yourself Think like your pets will also mm-hmm. need food, right? Right. So that's one of our other projects to help the community. And we like the environment. So we combine all three, animals, environment, and community. So we adopted two different locations in the Tampa Bay area, okay. Robles Park and 8th Avenue in Ybor City, where we go and do cleanups. So we gather volunteers and, and collect as much, as much uh, trash as possible. And we combine all to educate our community about what Merciful Project, Merciful Project do out there. And uh, you do have an actual physical location in Tampa, correct? Yes. So you have your, your um, extended locations where you're doing public service, but you're... Uh, give us a, a little bit of uh, information a and bit idea of, of what, what <laughs> your physical location is yes. about. We'll get into that in a bit, So too. when we started, I like to always say this story, we started from nothing. We started just driving a car everywhere, picking up donations, and like 
transferring and transporting animals from one foster to another. And it escalated and, and we've been blessed with people that believe in what we do. And now we have our physical location. It's located in the North High Park area, 901 North Freeman Avenue. Yes, in this place, we do adoption events. We do community outreach events and we maintain as little animals as possible in this right. place. So being an animal rescue that is foster home base, it's always a lot of work looking for those temporary homes, those volunteers that are looking to take their animals into their house, heal them back to health, mm-hmm. help us rehabilitate them. So our facility, ideal goal at our facility is that we don't have that many. So my goal is to have probably between 10 and 12 animals there that are temporarily Mm -hmm. waiting for that foster. So our physical location is open every day, Monday to Saturday, 10 to 6. We are always needing volunteers. So volunteers, and if you want to come and check it out, please do. Is is this something that you would um, think... uh a school age a person, probably a middle school to high school age, might be invited to a volunteer in? Yes, it's, it's, it's important that you mention that. Right. We do events, for example, like a couple of weeks ago, I had some uh, fifth grade uh, students uh-huh. that came with their teacher and they read books to the animals. <laughs> so that tells you that all kids are welcome as long as they are with an adult and we have more information about what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I also work with some of my Girl Scouts uh, troops and they come and bathe the animals. Oh, they, wow. They, they even did a project where they donated a bathing station and then they painted the walls and all that stuff. And also my college students, uh, University of Tampa, USF, Hillsborough Community College, they all welcome always and they come and do projects that around the, the facility. Sometimes they like to do things for their classes or sometimes they just come and take pictures of the animals. It It's always... It's the center more than just a facility. It's a center that welcomes right, the community right. and to learn about what we do. I love I love that idea. You just did an outreach at University of Tampa. I saw mm-hmm. on your uh, Facebook page. You want to mention that a little bit? And I, I know that it's past, but it's other other events that might be coming up. But elaborate yeah. on that. So uh, University of Tampa, we partnership with a uh, fraternity. And an event that they do every spring. Mm-hmm. So this time we brought some puppies and some adult dogs. And just for the fun of it, just to bring joy to our students. I mean, going through college is hard as it is. Right. And so bringing that awareness and, and making sure they know that we are there to support them, educate them. I'm always telling them, like, through college, you can foster. We give you everything that you need. Um, and, and having that emotional support while they're fostering, they don't have to take on the, the full responsibility of right. adopting. So they, they they love it. They love it. That's one of the many events that we've done. Actually, today we have another event with another organization, Happy Tales in Tampa, mm-hmm. which is an organization, the students, University of Tampa Students Organization. Um, and what they do is they call it Petpalooza. <laughs> so so the students come and pet the animals, cuddle with them, and they make a small donation when they can. And we do the yoga with puppies oh. over there as well. So we're always working with, like I said, my students, my schools around. I think that kind of highlights how if you're doing something that's beneficial for animals, it's highly beneficial for the humans too. Yeah, 
Yeah, we, we often forget that animals, they bring us so much happiness and joy. Right. So. Reduce your blood pressure, give you a reason to get up in mm-hmm. the morning if you're uh, if you're retired or don't have a job at the time. It's really high, highly beneficial to have a pet in your yes. life. And um, yes. if you're not able to adopt or take one long term, you have, it sounds like you have great opportunities for people yeah, to we, be involved. We offer the three different opportunities, mm-hmm. actually. We have the foster program. Where you just take them into your home, we give you we give you all supplies needed, uh, foster to adopt, so you can take them home for a period of one week or two weeks to decide if this is going to work out. Not only for the animal, for for yourself and your family, and the adoption program is when you're ready, hundred percent ready to commit <laughs> to ten to twenty years <laughs> to have that pet. So, right. and and we're happy to just educate as much as we can out there. So. Yeah, if you would elaborate a little bit more on the foster program and the kind of support services you you provide and also how how somebody might find you. I'll repeat the website many times during the show, but how somebody might find you on the uh, Internet and uh, what kind of uh, criteria they would need to meet to foster. Well, to foster, I would just look for families that are loving, kind, and willing to commit the time to help these animals that come from humans and from situations that were not so kind and so nice and loving to them. Um, when we rescue different animals, dogs, cats, puppies, kittens, they come from traumatic experiences. Right. So it's, it's situations, for example, of a pet or, or a dog that's been living outside their whole life. Mm. And under this Florida heat, they're covered in fleas, their skins, their skin is just completely messed up. So the fosters have to have that. That's the first thing I ask for, that you know the commitment that you're going mm-hmm. into, right? Just to give them what they didn't get from other for, from another. Right. Once you know you're ready to love, you're ready <laughs> to care for them, even if you have other pets that can teach those animals to be a dog because a lot of the animals that we rescue, they don't even know how to be a dog or right, a cat. Right. They're just kiddish. They're shy. And and that's the first thing that you got to like do as a foster. Mm-hmm. Once you're ready to make the decision, you fill out an application online. I will contact you directly. I'm the one that coordinates all my fosters um, to set up a time for you to come to our facility. You come to our facility, then we meet and decide which animal will better fit you and which animal will benefit from your family. Then we'll get you all the supplies needed. And after that, we create uh, group chats with a big group of uh, supporters. So in that group chat, you will have your adoption coordinators, your medical coordinators, your all these people that works with me and that ensure, that will ensure that you enjoy being a foster. Because without our fosters, we cannot do rescue. And that is all said once the dog or the cat or the animal mm-hmm. starts to heal back to health, you start posting pictures, you start posting about their description, and the animal becomes available for adoption. But let me tell you this, Bev. <laughs> a lot of my fosters foster fail. Foster fail, <laughs> I know that term. I love that they term. foster fail because they fall in love, and, right, and that's okay. Right. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as you can give them a Bet like the best life possible. Right, you right. can foster fail. Right. We will be like sad because sometimes they foster fail and they cannot continue to foster. Right, right. 
but in and that's okay. So that's the happy ending, the 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 truth happy story of my <laughs> animals come from being very mistreated like in now in a home and also I like to mention this too when we say we cover supplies we cover all the vetting okay. so that's our work to find the donations our work mm -hmm. is to find the monetary uh the, the the needs the money to pay those vet bills and then that way you guys as fosters don't have to worry about none right, of that right yeah I, I would guess um a lot of people would be hesitant to take a, an animal that's been very mistreated mm -hmm. or, or ill or potentially even has heartworms because of the vet bills that can yeah. be really, really scary and ast astronomical if you're not anticipating. It's a lot of right, money. Right, and so, vet bills keep going, as everything, right, everything right. keeps going high and getting more expensive. But the vet bills just keep going high, high. But I would like to give a shout out to my vets. Oh, please like do. Like TLC Pet Snip, we love you. They work <laughs> with us very closely. Dr. McCutcheon, Michelle McCutcheon, we love you too. I mean, they those are some of my, like she's one of my vets that mm. come and volunteer her time. And that it decreases the amount of money that we spend in vet bills because vets like her help us in a way or another. Mm -hmm. So... You, you men mentioned pet snip. Is this uh, a service that you provide for your animals is to get them spayed and neutered before the they're adopted? All the animals get spayed and neutered. Yeah, we, we promote that. Spay and neuter your animals. Mm -hmm. If you are a responsible pet owner, please spay and neuter your animals. Mm -hmm. There is no excuses. There is vouchers that are being provided by the Pet Resource Center, by your local animal shelter, if you don't have the means to pay for that. Even I have situations like if you come to us and tell us we want to spay and neuter your animal, we'll get your animals spay and neuter. Okay. There is an overpopulation of animals in Florida, especially in the Tampa Bay area. Mm -hmm. Our shelters are at 300%. Our animal rescues yes. are at full capacity. Even us, we are double of what we can handle because there's so many little puppies, undesired litters of animals. I said earlier today to, to my vet, is like they're coming out of the sewers because yeah. there's so many. And please, please, there's no excuse when, you're not, when your animals not spay and it gets lost, somebody can take it and breed it just for the fun of it, mm -hmm. for the money. Or it also helps their behavior when you neuter a male. Mm -hmm. It helps their behavior to no mark at home. So please reconsider that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize, I can't speak to dogs, but how early a cat can can uh, have babies. You know, yeah. how they at can six, go into heat. Yeah, yeah so young, four, so very young. At the moment they go into heat, and that could be for cats, it can be as early as four months. Mm. And for dogs, as early as six months. So when oh, they go into wow. heat and, and it's educating, I'm here to, mm -hmm. you know, give the message to our community. It doesn't matter. It even doesn't matter, like, you have a little dog and a big dog and they're no spay and neuter. They will try to mate. Right. I mean, it's, they're, they're animals. It's their nature. Right. So be responsible, spay and neuter. And even if this is your first time thinking about it or hearing about it, Feel free to reach out. We can always answer any questions through our website. You can call us or text us uh, the number that you'll find on our website as well. Just find those resources. As important as you vaccinate your animals with rabies, with the other vaccines, is as important to get them spay and neuter for sure. 
And I'll mention the website. It's mercyfulprojects.org. Very, very nice website. Mm, very, very well done and informative. <laughs> there are uh, pictures of dogs and cats that are ready to be adopted. Uh, information about the foster program, uh, volunteer programs, and uh, the things that you might might be needing. I wanted to ask you just mm-hmm. um, as a way to engage the listeners, where do you normally get animals from? I know, you know, people are familiar with uh, Humane Society and some of the other more well-known groups and also the Pet Resource Center, but where do you typically, when you acquire an animal in need, where, where does it come from? They, the majority of our animals that are coming in are directly from the community as owner surrenders. Okay. Owner surrenders. Mm-hmm. Because of many different situations that they cannot have the animals anymore, mm. they're moving, we're going through an economical crisis as well. Right. And for us to be aware of that this is happening in our, like our neighbors, mm-hmm. our backyards, this is happening. So the majority of them come in, come in as owner surrenders. Um, the second place in the list, I will say shelters mm-hmm. where they are in the euthanasia list. We try to get them out okay. um, because they have different pro- like problems. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's medical, sometimes it's behavioral. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the main places where we get the animals. Sometimes if we can relieve any other rescue, they would like to transfer animals to us. We accept that. And down, I will say, hoarding cases. We've been working uh-huh. with a lot of hoarding cases from individuals in our community that unfortunately get don't spay and neuter their mm-hmm. animals and they get the they problem out of control. Mm-hmm. Right? You start with two, those two become twelve, those twelve become forty. And then you're like, okay, I cannot maintain. They right. go, they cannot maintain that many animals. Right. So we try to work as hard as possible just to uh, like go straight directly to the community. And and as you said, there is many places that are well known because they have their intake directly from people. Okay. And and the staff. So we're right there in the middle <laughs> between those two big organizations. And we work very closely with Pet Resource Center. Okay. I, I also like to mention some people think, oh, it's a kill shelter. They're going to kill any, any dog that I surrender mm-hmm. to them. I want to emphasize that it is not true. They work with you even if you need any supplies. They will also give you supplies, yeah. food, vetting, if they are able to provide the vetting. They offer a program as us. It's a foster to home program where if you need to, let's say I need to rehome my animal, Mm -hmm. but I like the the rescues are full. If you contact the shelter, they will place that animal in their website. And if somebody's interested in adopting, then you can come and let somebody adopt the animal. So it kind of keeps them out of the system. Out of the system and out of the most important, out of those kennels. Right. Yeah. yeah. We don't want animals in kennels, kennels that's, anymore. That's, that's a very so, good, very good point. And I'll backtrack a bit. That's probably the primary reason that you choose to foster because you don't want to mm-hmm. have. I mean, we've already got a place, huge, huge kennel at the pet resource center because mm-hmm. that's what they have to do. Yeah. But if you want to keep animals out of the uh, kennels and out of that that system, you're a great option. And you seem like you've got. Lots of resources to help people keep their animal yes. out of that system. Yes, it, it, that's the ideal goal, to just help 
the animals to stay in the homes as they are now. Right. I I don't offer that program, but the rest the pet resource center offers that program too. Right. They can hold the animal up to three weeks. It depends on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're moving, you need a break, like you don't have the money to pay for boarding. The pet resource center and their team they go again above right. and beyond and everything that they do. And they help families to just keep their pets. So if you lose your house in a fire, which happened not long ago, mm-hmm. there's a family that lost everything and they had two pets. The Pet Resource Center contacted rescues and they found fosters for those animals. And they were able to get back on their feet and take their take animals, animals back. back. That's exactly. what, a, so. what a, a great outcome from something that could have been just... Horrible all the way around. I have inter- interviewed the director of the Pet Resource Center. His mm-hmm. name escapes me, but a lot of people have this unfortunate, and myself included, vision of what the uh, the pound yeah. is about. And they've totally re. They're trying to rehabilitate mm-hmm. their image. I think they're doing a great job of, of changing their image. But um, great great opportunities to adopt pets, uh, foster. And I'm assuming that you you take pets out of their system that need special yes, care. Yes, the the need, the ones that they send for rescue, please animals that need a special extra love, extra care, and again out of their kennels. Right. We got like two weeks ago, we got two puppies that were tested positive for parvo. The moment oh. they tested negative, we brought them out, mm-hmm. and they're now getting healthier, healing a little bit, but they are very very sick. Right. So imagine at that pound that you have animals that have disease that spread like parvoviruses, it spreads super quick among other animals. So us, the rescues outside, are the ones helping them to not get caught right. in that circle. Right. And the animal, the pet resource center also offers a lot of education. Uh, one thing that I, um, I see a lot is when you find a stray animal, you, uh, like always go to the pound scan for a microchip if the if the animals uh, pet resource center is closed go to your closest vet clinic or emergency vet clinic they are there are so many vet clinics that will will like right. will be willing to work with you to scan the animal for a microchip because right. a lot of the stray animals that we're seeing sometimes it's it's the situation that we're going the housing crisis but a lot of the other animals are just simply got out of their house mm-hmm. and there's an owner looking for them. So I like to emphasize that if you ever find a, an animal, just do your due diligence, uh, scan it for a microchip, post it in in different social media pages. There's one that is um, Hillsborough, Hillsborough Lost and Found Pets mm-hmm. on Facebook and they're willing to work with you and post the animal if it's looking for their home for sure. I know you're uh, very, um, from my point of view, very avid social media. You have a big social media presence. <laughs> we do. So if you want to talk about that a little bit, I actually just uh, discovered a TikTok video um, <laughs> last night um, on your uh, site. So just talk a little bit about the role social media plays. And I mean, I'm I'm not young, <laughs> but uh, younger people, especially the, the very young, the under twenty year olds, how. Um, how you're reaching out to them with uh, social media. Yeah, social media has transformed the way that we do rescue. Mm-hmm. I mean, since since I started years ago or what it's now. Even you're saying you're saying you're not young, but I have <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not I'm, I mean, I'll say 
I have some of my volunteers that have been in rescue for 30, 35 years, and they see how social media is impacted. Right. And it's impacted in every way possible. Like, for example, um, somebody's trying to rehome their animal. They post it on Facebook. And you have this group of people that does rescue, um, include me in that in that pile of people. They come and post, like in that post, they comment on it and say, please don't rehome your animal if it's not spay and neuter. Mm-hmm. Please work with, through a rescue. Please work with the animal, the pet resource center, work with your local shelter, either Pasco County or, or one of the, you know, reputable, like good, shelters out there i'm not saying there's bad shelters out there but the ones that are always willing to help so for example social media has changed that right right when you're trying to rehome your animal they redirect you say hey do this instead Mm -hmm. and when you say our presence on on social media um it has to like since i started this organization i try to share as much as possible one thing that I can tell you they say about me is I have a big mouth <laughs> that I don't, I don't keep it quiet and I, I speak out loud for the situations that are happening. Even if other organizations are doing something wrong, I spoke about it and that's why they don't like us. But that's not the point of what we're talking here, but always speaking up, speak up. When I post on our social media, for example, how? what do you do when your neighbor is bidding up an animal and you hear the animal crying? Oh, I posted before, I said, you call this number, mm-hmm. you visit this website, you do something. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my, a lot of my well, listeners today, you can be afraid and say, well, what if I report my neighbor? They're going to get something against a me. Trial, they're going to do something against me. Something. But let me tell you, what do you think a dog that's getting bitten and hurt and neglected can say? You are their voice because they cannot speak for themselves. Right. They cannot get up drive the car to the pound and get drop off themselves. They right. cannot do that. So our social media is very important and we try to make it as involving with our community as possible. TikTok follows on TikTok uh, as Merciful Project and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And just send us if you ever have any, like if you ever, let's say you lost a do- you lost your dog and you need us to share that flyer, mm-hmm. we repost those flyers. If you need to post an animal that you're holding and you've been looking for a home for that animal for a while, we do courtesy posts. That way we share into our um, followers and supporters the things that need to be shared. Well, I wanted to let listeners know you're tuned to Talking Animals. Our guest today is Haiti Acuna with the Merciful Project, and that's mercifulprojects.org. I know I might have said .com earlier. It's, it's a .org, a nonprofit. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization. Nonprofit organization doing uh, extensive work in the community. Um, we talked about social media. You've got an event coming up very soon mm-hmm. at, at Robles Park, and if you want to speak to that a little bit, and will you have adopt, adoptables there? The yes, okay. so we're having, we're celebrating Earth Day, Mother Earth, that provides everything that we have. We love our environment, we love our, our Earth, so we're having a big event at Robles Park, and we're going to have music, we're going to have cleanup uh, campaigns, so come and volunteer. It starts at 8 in the morning. 8 to 10 is cleanup time. 10 to 2 is adoption event. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a lot of our adoptable dogs 
we don't have cats in that event because right. the cats will get too very much, stressed much, to be outside. Right. It's a family, all family members event. So if you even want to bring your dogs to clean up, please do. <laughs> bring your kids. Just wear comfortable clothes. Hopefully the weather is awesome and we don't have to worry about rain. We're going to have vegan food. We're going to promote being vegan and, and options for uh, those that are looking to become vegetarian or vegan. So we're very excited to invite all our listeners to that event. Robles Park this Saturday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I've got the address is 3305 North Avon Avenue. Is that relatively centrally located in Tampa? It's very central. Okay. So if those that are familiar with I-275, is right on the floor Nebraska exit. Okay. It's Is that right the, there. the big the big park you can see from two seventy five? Yes, and that okay. with the big lake in the middle. Right, right. It's a very beautiful park. So we're gonna give back to our Mother Earth. We're gonna share more programs that we do. We're gonna have adoptables that hopefully find their forever true homes. And we're very excited about it for sure. Well, I I love the idea that you're so engaged with the community. And one thing that caught my attention was you, you're doing um, ad- adoptions and outreach, at, from my point of view, unconventional <laughs> locations, which yeah. I first kind of became aware of you at New World Brewery. You were doing a pet adoption mm-hmm. right, be- right before, right after Valentine's Day. Yep. So um, if you want to just talk a little bit about where other, other places like that that you might be popping up. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, was it last weekend you were at the Shuffle? Yes, we I, were at I, the I Shuffle. Know, I know those folks <laughs> too, and I was like, this is, yes. you know, you're, you're, going, you're going to a, a dog-friendly venue mm-hmm. and bringing uh, adoptables with you. What what a concept, you know, what a great idea. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I like to think out of the box and do things differently, and my team, my volunteers, thank you because those are the ones that make these things possible just sometimes they say, Katie, you're crazy. Why do you want to do that? I'm like, well, let's do it. Nobody else is doing right, it. Right, right. So we've done at the different brewing companies. We've done restaurants. We've done um, a B Creative Studio, which is a, like a painting studio. Mm-hmm. And, and like while they were doing like some art, mm-hmm. we brought the animals and everybody was just crazy about it. They're like, wow, this is, is something that we never expected. Right. Uh, there are some events coming up. Just spoil alert here. <laughs> We're going to have puppies and pizza. Okay. And the pizza place is to be this closure, but that's some of the things that okay. we do. We also bring our animals for adoption to schools, to elementary schools, to um daycares we mm-hmm. just did a daycare read out loud and and yeah i like to just think out of the box another place another place that i'm working on getting us an event is a um salon okay. so while people are getting their nails and their pet <laughs> like their pedicure uh-huh. manicure uh-huh. done they can see the puppies playing and and running around it's just and it's for the awareness it mm-hmm. comes like Okay, this organization, what they do, how they get in, how to get involved, and that's why I try to be everywhere. And if our listeners have any ideas, please contact us through our website, uh, mercifulprojects.org, and let me know if you want to host us. Like, like we're doing another event. We're uh, going to uh, Brandon Hospital to bring some joy as puppies and nurses. So bring some joy to our nurses working out their heart to keep everybody healthy. 
So, yeah. Get your blood pressure lower. Get your, Instance, yeah. Instantly, I <laughs> instantly think. Instantly yeah. under control. <laughs> so, and we got a van donated by the Triad Foundation family and the Fowler Funda- Foundation. So I wanted to say thank you because this van has facilitated everything that we do, transporting our animals. Now we get to pack them in one big van and take them to many places. Wow. So wow. thank you. They donated as well as Furman uh, dealership. So thank you for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to wrap up this discussion. We've been talking to Haiti Akuna with Merciful Project. Um, tell people how they can reach you one more time. And if you have any specific needs, of course, everybody needs rescue wise uh, pet pet advocacy needs money but other other items that you might need or or things that you you would accept at your uh, location yes so you can reach us by simply contacting us in our website www.mercifulprojects.org you can text or call the number in our website or if you google merciful project you can see there as well remember we have a physical location from 10 a.m to 6 p.m monday to saturday go in our uh, social media, if you have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, is Merciful Project. Those are the ways that you can contact us if you need help with your pets. If you are in a situation that you don't know the answer to, please reach out. We will get to you as soon as we can. And when you say, Bev, what we need mm-hmm. is an is a endless list of right. items and things that we need, right? right? But I want to emphasize is not the many items that we need is what our community believes and thinks of the things that we need, right? What we need the most, fosters. Families willing to open the doors of their homes. We, we need that. And even if you're at the store and you want to buy one little can of cat food, we need that. So okay. it doesn't matter how much it is, how big of the impact that you're mm-hmm. making, as long as you know you're making that impact. Mm-hmm. If you cannot donate monetary, buy things. If you cannot buy them, spread the word. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, let me do my own drive for Merciful Project. And if none of those work for you, just come and volunteer. Mm-hmm. Sign up to volunteer. We'll do a quick orientation Wednesdays and Thursdays. After that, you can start volunteering. You can do things as simple as uh, our doggy day out where you can come and just spend the, the whole day with one of our dogs at the facility. Go get a, cappuc- a cappuccino, <laughs> go get food, and bring uh-huh, them back because uh-huh. they need to spend time with their right. humans. Yeah, to yeah. get socialized. and um, Yeah, every like, penny makes a difference. Every kibble makes a difference. So, well, that's, that's a beautiful way to end the show today. Yeah. Uh, again, Haiti Akuna Merciful Projects.org. Check them out online. Um, I did want to mention Duncan will be back next week, and he will be speaking with Glenn Hatchell. They're uh, talking animals, periodic uh, Ask a Trainer segment. That will be next week, and uh, Glenn will be available to take phone calls, answer listeners' questions via uh, telephone, email, and text, and... uh, And he takes, (laughs) I'm reading Duncan's message, he takes cat questions too. Thank you so much for coming in, Haiti. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. I I hope you can stick around for a few minutes. We're going to play a little music and get to some announcements, and um, we will be right back. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. See you later, alligator. 
Well, I saw my baby walking with another man today. She told me traveling a ton this year for comedy which has been great uh, I went to two places in, in particular I went to Austin and Portland both places no hold on <laughs> either way you're wrong <laughs> if you see me before and I bring up a place I will say nothing good about that place <laughs> I'm not here to be like, they were great, and moving on. No, so I went to Austin and Portland, and they're not so bad. But here is the thing, Austin and Portland, both cities where their whole motto is keep it weird. And they're, we're weird, uh. And I showed up, and I'm like, I'm a weird guy, I love weird stuff, I cannot wait to see what I'm gonna see. Nothing weird at all, okay? I'm talking to people like, when does the weird happen? And they're like, it's around, it wasn't. <laughs> There's nothing weird happening in either of those places. I was like, you guys have to, the bar has to be higher. I live in New York, once on the subway, I saw a guy, and this is real, only wearing the top half of a SpongeBob costume, okay? Yeah, and what, oh, what was he doing, you ask? He was wrestling. 
a, another man, okay, who clearly didn't know him. That guy he was wrestling was just yelling out over and over again. He goes, Sponge Bill, no! Yeah. But no one on the train was helping. Everyone watching, like, he seems like he has it under control. So if you're gonna be weird, you gotta step it up. Also, how dare Austin and Portland keep it weird? When, how, how dare they act like they're weird when they know Florida exists? Yeah, and it's just out there doing what Florida does. Last time I was in Florida, this is real. By the way, this is Googleable information after the show. I'm in Florida. I'm walking past a newspaper stand. I look into the stand. The headline on the newspaper reads, Local man robs Wendy's with alligator. <laughs> what did you just say to me? I read it, I still said that out loud. It was incredible. Oh, and also, oh yeah, that's all you wanna say? You don't wanna add any more to that? Like, I don't know, maybe tell us if the alligator was an accomplice or a weapon? How about that? For real. Did this guy rob a Wendy's with an alligator or did this guy rob a Wendy's with an alligator? There's a huge difference. Start a, you start a gang with an alligator, throw a bandana on it. He's like, we're the alligator boys now. Let's get to a Wendy's and make this official. No. So, this is how, I, I bought the paper and I read the article and this is real. He used the alligator as a weapon, okay? And when I read that, I was like, did he at least hold it like a gun? Right? He didn't. He threw it through a drive-through window. Yep. Didn't see that one coming, did ya? You know who else didn't? The lady at the drive-through. So many things have to happen before you can even throw an alligator. Find it in the wild? Also, by the way, how horrible is Florida that there is just alligators available to you? What was even his qualifying material? Was he looking for a specific type? Or did he just the first one he saw? He was like, this is the one. And he took it. That was it? So this is real. This. So I'd like to remind listeners, we interviewed Haiti Akuna with Merciful Projects and lots of information on their website. Uh, that was Shane Smith, Alligator Boys. And uh, alligators are the least of Florida's problems. Um, and I'm a big fan of alligators. And if you are, you can go to Lettuce Lake Conservation Park on 9 excuse me, 692 East Fletcher Avenue. On April 21st, they will be having lunch with the alligators, um, excuse me, on April 27th from noon to 1.30 p.m. Lunchtime alligator crawl at Lettuce Lake Park. Um, this is available on the Hillsborough County website. That's Hillsborough County Parks and Recreation 
hillsboroughfl.gov. They're also doing a Audubon a group and birding and nature festival and, and a birding hike at Lettuce Lake. And that is taking place this weekend on April 21st. And again, that information can be found at hillsboroughfl.gov. Uh, the Pet Resource Center is in partnership with Sierra Delta, and they're working to empower every veteran, disabled and non-disabled, with access to Life Buddies, approved dog training that provides purpose, innovation, and community through the love of dogs. More information can be found at hillsboroughcounty.org slash residents slash animals and pets. That will also give you direct access to the Pet Resource Center of Hillsborough County. Well, thank you for listening. Duncan will be back with Glenn Hatchell next week. We're going to leave you off with uh, some MAGA dog because they're coming to Tropical Heat Waves, a legendary MAGA dog on WMNF. You're tuned to 88.5 WMNF Tampa. Jim Bannon sitting in for, <laughs> for Scott Elliott today. He'll be up next after NPR News. Please check out TalkingAnimals.net for all information Talking Animals related. It's a great searchable website, TalkingAnimals.net.